Hello, welcome to season two of the Ishtar Collective podcast. I'm Baxter, the founder of the Ishtar Collective. I'm Purple Chimera, the lead archivist at the Ishtar Collective. And I'm Normal Norman, the lead engineer at the Ishtar Collective. Today, we are going to talk about Destiny 2. Um, we'll be talking about the things that we're excited about, what we've been doing since the launch of the game, and what we have planned for the next few weeks. Okay, so the first thing is um, we have a new blog post coming up soon from Captain Kex, which will be talking about the speaker. Um, it's probably best that we don't go into too much detail about that yet, because um, you, you're going to have to read the blog post to, to find out more about that. Okay, so uh, if you haven't been on our forum, please go and join our forum. Uh, we're working <laughs> on transcribing all of the missions and ghost scans and anything exciting that happens in the game to have that all that lore be accessible through the website. Um, so there's all the information, if you want to help out with that, is up on the forum, all of the tutorial and all that kind of stuff. Thanks to Red Renegade for helping out with that. He's super awesome. If you haven't heard about our Discord, feel free to, to join. We have a, a good group of people over there, both from the standpoint of writing transcripts or just general collaboration. There's folks talking about on the engineering side, things that we're doing. So please join us and uh, come chat with us. And we also have our um, Patreon. Is it Patreon or Pat Patreon? I say Patreon, but I'm American and you're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's because it's like there are patrons. So maybe, maybe it That's is pa pa Patreon, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, we have our, our Patreon site up and running. Um, obviously, running the Ishtar Collective does cost money. Um, so... You know, we, 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 um, at the moment we, we pay for hosting costs for, uh, for the site and for the forum, for the, the blog and also for image hosting and, and, um, audio hosting, all these different things that they, they all cost money. Um, so thank you to everybody who has supported us so far. As of recording today, we have 29 patrons giving us a total of $155. A month, which is just insane. Um, I can't, I can't believe we have so much support. It's really cool. Yeah. Yay! Thank you, everybody. You're super awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it gets. I know for a long time <laughs> this has been self-funded, so it's fantastic to see. What I will be doing is at the end of the month, I'll post um, like a shout out to everybody who helped to to fund us. Um, especially the the new subscribers who only started in September. Yay! <laughs> okay, um, my favorite part: the archive. In case you didn't know, that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about content since that's your side? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So um, uh, Norman and myself. And also, uh, Unisys, Unisys 12, who is, um, I don't know if you've heard of Unisys, but he's, he's worked on a few law related projects like the, the law bot. So if you use Discord, um, in a, a, there are a bunch of law channels where you might have seen his law bot active. So, uh, Unisys joined our team recently and we've been working together to 
get all of the information from Destiny 2 out of the API and onto the website. So far, we have a bunch of... We don't have grimoire cards anymore, so the, the, the term that we've come up with is very generic. We just call them entries, uh, and we have a bunch of those to do with the, the main storyline, some to do with the raid, uh, some to do with Trials of the Nine, and we're in the process of... Uh, they're all on the site now, but we're in the process of categorizing those and putting them into categories so they can sit alongside grimoire cards uh, and items and all the other things that we that we currently record. Um, and they will also sit alongside transcripts. Yeah, I'm going to jump in a little bit about the transcripts and then the, the new yeah. way lore. Yeah, so in Destiny 2, for folks that either uh, haven't played or haven't really um, kind of stumbled upon this part of the the, the, the actual game itself, the lore is kind of baked into the game way more, um, both from the standpoint of flavor text and then there's a show lore button um, on a lot of weapons, exotics especially. Uh, but then there's a lot of scannable items throughout the world that have a lot of NPC dialogue, um, which is really cool to see, but it's also not very discoverable or accessible outside of the um, actual game itself. So our transcripts, um, it, it's a way to basically have video content um, and then you can have a video, go through, transcribe it, and then the end result is that it's laid out in a nice readable way for other people to see, uh, and then it's also searchable too. So that helps a lot of people access information in the game um, while they're not actually playing the game. In Destiny 1, we had a huge amount of support from the community, and in Destiny 2, we, we, we've, we've seen the same level of support. Um, so... Huge thanks to everybody who's been submitting uh, transcripts. I have started processing them. So hopefully by the time this podcast episode airs, the majority of the transcripts from our forum will be added to the archive. Hopefully. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, we actually created a new f uh, 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 format for transcripts. Because the old format we used was basically just Markdown, but we've we've come up with a, a slightly different format that means it's easier to capture details like um, whether or not we are, we are talking about a location or an action that takes place or if a certain piece of, um, of the transcript is optional. Um, so, yeah, it should give us a little bit... One of the things we struggled with with Destiny 1, especially with the Taken King, is there are certain missions where, or, or strikes where the dialogue would be different every time. Uh, and it's really hard to, to write that down. So hopefully with the new format, that will be easier. Shall we move on to summaries? Yes. So we're going to continue summaries um, just like we had in Destiny 1. Um, the the paragraphs that I wrote in each category kind of explaining what the category was. It's going to be a little bit longer um, before they start going, most of them start going up um, just for no other reason than it's going to take us longer to gather the lore <laughs> um, since we don't have grimoire cards anymore. So that's another reason why these transcripts are so important because that makes it much easier to consolidate all of the lore in one place and write a cohesive summary. Um, that said, they will be happening, so 
be patient. I know it's exciting. I'm excited too. But you, <laughs> you can only go so fast as you can collect the information. Yeah. Uh, we are generating some new categories. Um, do you want to just list them or do you want to talk about each one or what? Baxter? I think, well, there's, there's some of them that I think we are we are probably going to create. Um, so, you know, there, there are a bunch of new characters that, that were introduced. This is kind of getting a little spoilery. It's not super spoilery, but a little bit. So um, if you don't want to know, then I don't know, maybe... Go play uh, the game and come back and listen later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, Hawthorne is one of the first new NPCs that we meet. Um, we also meet Sloane on, on Titan, who is a Titan, which is convenient. Um, Titans, man. The Titans on the Titan. I'm sure <laughs> Titan. <laughs> There's so many things in, in this in D2 that are just right on the nose. They just play around. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, we also meet Failsafe, who is an um, artificial intelligence and is part of the Exodus program. So we will probably be creating categories for um, Failsafe, but also for the Exodus program in general. And on IO, we meet Ashamia who is a Jensen scribe, although we don't really know what that is yet. Um, and he's he seems to be friends with Eris, which is cool. Um, yeah, he, we meet him face-to-face -face for the first time here in Destiny 2, but he was actually mentioned at the end, in the Grimoire cards at the end of Destiny 1, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that, that's true. There's when actually his name was mentioned... I got really excited. I was like, I know that person. <laughs> yeah, I think this might be the first time that we meet an NPC that was introduced in the law. Is You're that right. right? I think so. I think this. Or is maybe the first maybe Sloane actually. Um, Sloane was. Sloan? Yeah, Sloane was briefly mentioned. She gave a report or something in in Destiny One. I can't remember. Oh, it was the it was one of the fallen cards. So this is this was an, an instance where Bungie updated the Grimoire card because originally it was an anonymous report about how the the fallen seemed to be disappearing, but mm -hmm. then Bungie updated the the database and uh, attributed that report to Sloan. Interesting. That's really cool. So <clears throat> so that. That makes me really excited because I've heard people talk about this story. Is this story related to Destiny 1 at all? Like we have the Vanguard and is there any other connection? And here we have, we know now mm -hmm. that Bungie has been tying in Destiny 2 back into Destiny 1. You know, the card oh. that mentions Asher Mir came out with um, Age of Triumph. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty exciting. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And we also, I mean, we don't really meet failsafe in the Negrimoire cards beforehand, but there are cards that talk about Exodus Black. But but we'll get onto that in more detail when we when we um, go through the the summary of the of the game, I guess. <laughs> so we also meet some 
new enemies. Well, some new enemy char- characters. We've met the Cabal before. They're not a new enemy race, but um, they've been definitely on the back burner <laughs> of mm-hmm. pretty much all of Destiny 1. Yeah. Um, uh, they're, they're definitely the least developed of the of the four major enemy races. Uh-huh. For sure. They they yeah, were they, they were at the end of Destiny 1 and then they like kind of disappeared until the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a little bit of the Taken King uh, missions maybe connected the fact that uh, Gaul and his crew would show up. There was that um, was it outbound transmission mission, I believe. Yeah, uh, outbound outbound signal. Yeah, outbound signal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get a lot of detail about Gaul, uh, a lot of context based off of cutscenes, but also a lot of grimoire as well. Or sorry, lore entries. Uh, <laughs> and then it's going to take a while. Uh, and then there's a lot of um, mention of of another uh, Cabal Emperor, Emperor Callus. And uh, there's actually a adventure, an adventure where um, you get transmissions directly from him. I won't spoil too much, but it's it's very interesting, and it um, it, it points to some other in-game content. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, I haven't done that adventure. Mm-hmm. I haven't either. It's pretty. It's oh, on my list. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll be creating um, new categories with summaries for Gaul and Emperor Callus. Um. There's also a series of entries that are related to that they're not necessarily um about Callus himself they're more about how the, the the start of his regime and then how his regime was ended by Gaul and how the emperor Callus the former emperor Callus then sought vengeance against the the people that overthrew him. So I expect we'll have one category, a lot like the 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 books of sorrow category that kind of has like, you know, a huge number of grimoire cards and you can page through them. Uh the my my current thinking is that we'll have something similar for that story, although I have no idea what we would call that category. Dear diary. <laughs> Gaul is a butthead. And, no, <laughs> creating it right now. <laughs> so the the last two categories we have on our list here have been ones that we've been going around in circles for a very long time about whether it's worth creating, which are the speaker and the traveler. These are obviously two very important characters in the story of Destiny, but for a really long time, we didn't have all that much information about them. So we were kind of like, is it worth making a category? It's going to have like three things in it. I don't know. <laughs> but we have a lot more information now, so it's probably time. Yeah. All right. Um, um, so then we'll update. We're going to be updating categories as well. Obviously, we'll be updating um, the Vanguard categories. I think some of them have summaries. Uh, I, th- I know Kate has a summary. I don't think it's Vala and Ikora do yet. But their categories so. are there. Yeah. So we'll we'll be updating their categories and their summaries. Um, and also um, other categories that have already existed that are going to be updated. 
with information that we've since gathered, like we do every time we have new <laughs> lore. Um, the Sunbreakers category, we have a lot of new information because of the Sun Sunbreakers Shard of the Traveler quest had a lot of really great lore in it. So that will update that. And Lord Saladin, Lady Epperdite, and um, Waning has some information. If you haven't seen it floating around the internet, it's been shared a lot recently. Go find it because it's awesome. Um, I'm sure there are others that I can't remember at the moment. Ariana will obviously update Ariana's card as well with waning. Can you guys think of any others off the top of your head? No, I mean, there, there almost certainly are others. Uh, <laughs> there's there's definitely going just, to be others. Just yeah. keep an eye out and, and be aware that it's something we're working on. So if you go and read a summary and it doesn't include something from Destiny 2, we probably just haven't gotten there yet. Please yeah. <laughs> But equally, if, if you do spot that, um, like, let us know on the forum. Uh, we, we might just reply and say, yes, we know we're working on it. Um, but equally, we might reply and say, oh, wow, we didn't we didn't realize that that was something that we that we were missing. Maybe uh, so, what yeah, we'll... definitely give us a shout. Yeah, maybe what we should do is create a, a forum post that has a list of categories that need to be updated. And that way, if you don't see it on the list, you know, comment and let us know. So that we can add it and put, make sure it's on our radar. That is a great idea. I, have I, them I will do that today. <laughs> All right. So shall we get into the story? Yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. So from this point onwards, there are going to be a lot of, um, of spoilers for the, for the game. So if you haven't, we probably won't go in. We we definitely won't talk about any raid mechanics, so don't worry about that. But we will be talking about the story of the game, and we'll be probably talking a little bit about some story from the raid. I still haven't played it myself yet. I haven't either. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> so we we won't be going in. We we actually can't really spoil the mechanics of the raid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess we'll touch on some Trials of the Nine-related stuff as well. Cool. Cool. So you have you have been warned. <laughs> <laughs> so I... who wants to start? Shall we? Go just... ahead, Norman. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in there. So <clears throat> as far as the plot of Destiny Two, so we start in the tower where Gaul and the Red Legion are attacking us. Um, we eventually find out a little bit more information, the fact that he now uh, has overtaken Emperor Callus, who we mentioned earlier, but this this main altercation, effectively Gaul puts a shield around the Traveler, uh, which weakens our ghost and strips us of our, our powers. And um, yeah, so, so next we go into the city. Yeah, so Guardians start leaving because um, they don't have powers anymore. And we are found by Hawthorne's uh, falcon. Is it a falcon? Bird named Louis. <laughs> Something. <laughs> it's got wings and feathers. I don't know. Um, and we, um, anyway, Louis guides us to Hawthorne, who takes us to the farm. And we find, we see a shard of the traveler in the distance. And 
Hawthorne's like, don't go there. It's evil. And we're like, we are absolutely going there. So we do. And we commune, interact. What did it say? Commune with the traveler? And Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Um, and we get our powers back. And it's like, oh. So ju- just before I start, I had colored the purple bits you're absolutely right <laughs> i just I fully expected that. fully expected you would want to read the purple ones but that's you're fine right. that's okay um, <laughs> so with our powers back and um, we, we are our guardians the only guardian that has any powers um so it's then up to us to go and get the old vanguard back together so we first we head off to Titan to find um, Zavala. And on Titan, we're also introduced to a new character, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Sloan, who is um, basically second in command. <clears throat> and after rescuing the, the Vanguard on, well, after rescuing Zavala's group on Titan, we explain that we have our powers back. And Zavala sends us off on a mission to unite his fire team. So the first step there is going to Nessus to try and um, get Cade. And Cade has gone to Nessus to capture a Vex teleporter to allow him to jump onto Gaul's ship and kill Gaul. So we rescue Cade, who has got himself caught in some sort of Vex infinite loop. And then we travel to Io, where we meet um, Ikora. And we, we, we managed to get um, Zavala, Cade, and Ikora back together. But uh, in the process, we're also introduced to Sloan, as I mentioned, and Failsafe, who is an AI and part of the um, Exodus Black ship, and Ashamir. Um, again, somebody that, that we mentioned um, earlier. Um, so yeah, we, we get the, the 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 fire team, Zavala's fire team, back together, and we head back to the farm to regroup. Okay, I just have to say, it was so sweet. I love this five, <laughs> this plot line because yeah. for all of Destiny One, it's kind of like each vanguard. Um, role was like separate you know like they were part of the vanguard but it was like um they each had their own like plot as to how they got into that position and i never really Mm -hmm. thought of them as being united other than the fact that they were like put in the leadership role so the fact that zavala was like i need my fire team and i was like oh (laughs) you you know and and it just makes a whole other layer of depth to their characters to know that they know each other that well. Yeah. That they are a fire team that works together all the time. And they're not just random people who were in the tower. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're totally, you're totally right. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that they added this. Um, Maybe it's something that they've always, they've always planned, but in, in destiny one, you did get the impression that they were, you know, like I kind of almost thought Zavala would have a fire team of Titans. You know, and um, Ikora would have a, a, a fire team of warlocks. They, they, each of them seems they seem to epitomize their um, their class. You know, yeah. But you know, I think that Destiny has really pushed for 
the fact that a fire team is supposed to be one of each class. Yeah. I don't know how well that comes across in the game mechanics, but as far as the story goes, like every time we interact with a fire team, there's mm-hmm. one of each class. Or in the case of a yeah. group of six, um, uh, like with the first crow to fire team, there are two of each. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's generally a really good balance of uh, of classes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought it was really exciting, and it made like everything <laughs> so much better. Especially like Cade teasing Ikora all the time. Like he, it's not just him being kind of a horrible, you know, mean person. Like he just knows her that well that he's he can tease her on that level, and they they go back and forth, and they're not actually fighting; they're just friends. Like, yeah. I think also Cade's um, Cade really engages after he finds out that uh, Zavala said specifically that he needed Cade. That's really where it turns it around. He's got so much, I guess, maybe admiration for Zavala, but it's it's kind of a funny moment when that happens. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> after getting the gang back together, uh, we discover that Gaul has a weapon called the Almighty, which is able to destroy stars. And, of course, he has it pointed right at our sun. Uh, so it really escalates the plot quite a bit and makes it not just about what's going on in Earth, uh, but as a, this is a much bigger scale. So everyone kind of rallies together, um, and his his plan is to take care, uh, take control of the Traveler and then destroy our solar system and then, I guess, peace out, uh, as far as we know. <laughs> and um, it kind of matches the Cabal's mantra, you know, destroy worlds uh, and move on. And... So our plan becomes to uh, steal a Cabal ship, fly to the Almighty, and destroy it, um, while at the same time Zavala, Akora, and Cade will work with Hawthorne uh, and other Guardians and uh, humans that are in the city to kill Gaul. So we, uh, our Guardian heads to the Almighty using a stolen Cabal ship, and we uh, basically overload the engines, overload the weapon on the, on the Almighty, and, and blow it up and uh, fly back to the city um, where we discover that Zavala's fire team is in trouble. So what we then have to do is fight our way through the city, through the, the Cabal occupation, to reach Zavala and Cade and Akora. And Cade has set up the teleporter that he stole from the Vex, but the fire team are too weak. They still don't have their light, and they're still they're just too weak to be able to go and fight Gaul, and also Cade is missing an arm, which is a huge disadvantage. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we end up using the teleporter instead. We being the player character guardian, um, and we teleport onto Gaul ship and Gaul's ship, and we have this huge um, battle with Gaul, who has been infused with light. And he uses a lot of Guardian-esque supers throughout the fight. Um, and we, But we managed to defeat him anyway. And uh, then he, he's defeated and then he kind of does like a self-res thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it looked like to me. He turns into like... And like just an embodiment of light. He's not even in his body anymore. But then the traveler is like, uh, no. And, (laughs) (laughs) um, and there's like this huge burst of energy, light, magic, 
awesome. And space magic. And it destroys Gaul and then it keeps going and going and going and it goes outside of our solar system and keeps going (laughs) for a long time. Yeah. So the the effect of that pulse is that all of the Guardian's light and, and the Ghost's light is restored. Goal is defeated. The shell of the Traveler is, you know, um, completely... Obviously, the, the Traveler was damaged before. Oh, that was my front door. Give me one moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the point where we say some ridiculous things that Baxter doesn't know we're going to put into the podcast episode. <laughs> it does lend some credence, though, to Rasputin not having destroyed the Traveler. That's true. Because the Pulse thing is eerily similar to the descriptions of what happened like at the Collapse. Yeah. It was interesting, at least the way they displayed it, or the way that... Um... they animated that pulse. It really looks to me like what I would think the big bang would look like meaning, you know, yeah. The way it spread, it's, which is really interesting. Hello again. Hello. You didn't say anything bad. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm just kidding. (laughs) We were, we were plotting, but then we started talking about, Actual story stuff. So. <laughs> we were like, we should nights. say something ridiculous and put it in, and Baxter won't know. And then we were like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> okay, so should I repeat what I was saying, or did we yeah. go past that? Go okay, ahead. all right. So um, this massive pulse of light with a capital L means that the the light of the of guardians is restored and the light of their ghosts is restored and goal is defeated and that the shell of the traveler is just so the the traveler was damaged before but now its shell is just all over the place um it's actually you know shards of of the traveler are floating around the 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 city which is pretty crazy. Yeah. They also, they, someone describes, I think it's maybe Zavala. One of the NPCs describes the travelers now being alive again. Yeah. Did you catch that? I didn't well, catch what you said then, sorry. About the traveler being alive again? Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like I, I remember that, but I don't remember who said it. But it yeah. is interesting because we've been going around in circles, we, the lore community, and we, the characters in the game, um, as far as whether the Traveler is alive or not. You know, it hasn't done anything in who knows how many hundreds of, of years since the collapse. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, is it dead? Is it healing? There was one mention in. I think it was vanilla. It might have been dark below, but I think it was vanilla when we go and rescue a piece of the traveler from the hive. Mm-hmm. What mission was that? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and the traveler's beginning to heal itself. Heal. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like so exciting and then nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But it is interesting as well that the Traveler has now been damaged because a lot of people have theorized, I won't say a lot, there have been people who theorized that the reason that the Traveler was damaged on the bottom was because Rasputin kind of attacked it to make it stay. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of brings that into question. I'm not saying that that's not true because we don't really know either way, but the fact that this pulse happened and the pulse damaged the shell of the Traveler um, yeah. means it could have been that, that that's what damaged the Traveler last mm-hmm. time. That the pulse, it seems to me anyway, that it's very similar to the description of what happened at the collapse. Yeah. So it could be. Could so, be. yeah, I, I think that's that's definitely a, a possibility. And the, the Rasputin question... It's really interesting. I I don't think there's that there is some evidence that um that suggests that Rasputin didn't carry out any action to harm the traveler in that there are a, a couple of cards that talk about the traveler they hint at the traveler making the decision to stand and fight. We know that there was, you know, the the whirlwind that affected the fallen so, you know, the Elixni worshipped the Great Machine. Something happened, caused the, the whirlwind, which sounds very similar to our collapse. And the Great Machine left. And during the collapse on Earth, or in our solar system, the Traveler didn't leave. And, it, you know, there, there are hints in, in the Grimoire that suggest it's because that it, it made the decision this time it was sick of running and it wanted to stand and fight. But even so, the pulse does sound very, you know, that there was supposedly this pulse that pushed back the darkness and equally caused a lot of things, like, like, the, like the Awoken um, seemed to have been caught in the, the blast and they were transformed from humans into the Awoken. Right. So yeah, it, it does. It does sound very similar to that pulse. Yeah, Which brings us to the very end. Yeah, the post credits scene. So the the pulse from the traveler expands through the solar system, throughout, beyond our solar system to our to our, the edges of our galaxy. And at the very edge of our galaxy, some pyramid ships, which I think that's the only way we can describe them, are um, sitting silently waiting. And as the, the pulse of light passes them, they awake and begin moving towards our solar system. Well, in the, moving in the direction of our galaxy, probably directly towards the Traveller. That is heavily implied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exciting because this is, is uh, something that we saw as concept art for a fifth enemy race. It's in mm-hmm. the Destiny art book. Yeah. Um, and it never showed up and everyone kind of thought it was something that was concept art that never got fulfilled sometimes these things get abandoned for a bunch of different reasons and now it turns out that it was not abandoned here they are it's really exciting yeah 
It is exciting. And I know one of the people, so an on-pig um, who you may know from the um, Destiny Lawcast podcast and Twitter and various, he pops up everywhere, really. Yeah, um, yeah he gets around. <laughs> um, so Anon Pig has been talking about this race for a very long time. He he has had this belief that the the concept art wasn't abandoned and that this race would return at some point in the future. Look, he was right for once. He was. It happens occasionally. <laughs> if you make enough guesses, eventually. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Anon, I love you. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so he refers to this race as the Jackals because there is a some really, really early concept art which shows five races side by side and that the race with pyramid ships or triangular ships um, look kind of like jackals. Um, and there is there is there there are connotations there because obviously we associate pyramids with Egypt. Osiris. Mm-hmm. Yep, Osiris was the Egyptian god of the underworld, I think. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And jackals are, uh, in Egyptian mythology are strongly associated with the underworld. Yeah, I think it's Anubis is the the god of the underworld, and I think the symbol for Anubis is a jackal, if I remember right. That's right. Actually, I think, so I remember reading, um, maybe it was on the Anubis Wikipedia article, that Anubis was the son of, what is it? Yeah, the son of Osiris. And in in Greek, uh, not in Greek, in Egyptian mythology, he was replaced by Osiris. Gotcha. Um. So it's interesting. Hopefully, also, we'll find out about that in the next yeah. expansion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the a lot of uh, shout outs to Stargate. I don't know if either of you ever watched that, but <laughs> yes. I immediately thought of that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I loved Stargate, actually. Oh. SG-1. <laughs> yeah, I liked both, but yes, moving in yeah. the show. Yeah. I never really watched... Any, sorry, this, is, this isn't a Stargate podcast, so I should, <laughs> I should be careful how far down that rabbit hole I go. Um, yeah, so that's the basic story of Destiny 2. Cool. So, really quick, do we know for sure that the the Vanguard got their light back? It, it's is the is it assumed that every guardian, every previous guardian, was restored? I think so. It, well, that's what I presumed. Maybe, um, maybe I shouldn't presume that, but it does seem as though. Well, Kate has two arms now. Yeah. So he's obviously. <laughs> well, I I don't know. Exos are complicated, but. That's I true. suspect he was resurrected. Yeah, that that was that was my interpretation because it it seems um like it, it kind of at the end it was like 
and all was well. You know, like we we rebuilt yeah. the tower and it's bigger <laughs> and better now. And you know. although Banshee is a little bit creepy now, he says yeah. weird things. <laughs> yeah, I was standing near to him. And and I was just in my menu, and all of a sudden he's like, "Stay on Earth." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. That's ominous. Yeah. I did fully expect that. He, well, not expect, but I was actually really excited to see Banshee because there had been no mention of him from the original mission to um, the point where we we go back to the the new tower. There had been absolutely no mention of banshee yeah in fact there was not really any mention of most of the the characters yeah. we interacted with in the original tower yeah. um in fact there was a whole hunt um a couple of days ago about eva levante like she just yeah dead is she alive and there are now some hints some people have found some hints that she's down in the city doing restoration work okay Sorry, I was going to say also Eris Morn. We've we've lost connections with Eris Morn. But she, we know that she left. That happened in. Um, it actually officially happened during Age of Triumph in that Ashramir right. card. That's she, true. Ashramir is laying. If you haven't read it, Ashramir is laying in bed in the medical wing, which the tower has a med wing, by the way. Yeah, we <laughs> didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I guess there too. are humans there, but there are like there are guardians that were there, so that's interesting. But anyway, mm-hmm. Eris is there, and she's like, "I got to go do a thing, bye," and she leaves. So she officially left a while ago. It doesn't it's mean really... she's not dead. I'm just saying she wasn't yeah, yeah. in the in. Yeah. This... yeah. Eris being very suspect again, doing creepy things. Well, that's not new. <laughs> <laughs> We also haven't really heard anything from the reef. Mm-hmm. True. But we have heard that the you know there is a, a ghost scan that suggests the fallen are now united under a single house. And that there was is kind a of headed toward in the in the Grimoire from Age of Triumph. It was, yeah. In Age of Triumph we learned that well, we don't know for certain. It seems quite likely that it was Prince Aldrin. Somebody was captured by the Fallen, and Highly there are hints. It was Aldrin. <laughs> yeah, there are hints that he is in the process of taking over one of the Fallen houses, um, and becoming the new Kel. So that's interesting, but we don't. We haven't. Other than mention that the that the fallen are united under a single banner, there hasn't been any real mention of any change in leadership for the fallen. So we still don't know. We we don't know any more about that. That's probably something that that will happen in a future expansion. This is not particularly based on any evidence, but I've had some people uh, mention that like, well, if Prince Aldrin is taking over, why why do we still get attacked by the fallen? You know, isn't he supposed to be our ally? That means he's evil. And I was like, well, if I were Prince Aldrin and I was trying to like sneakily take over a fallen house, yeah, probably want to wait until the very last minute to reveal that you're actually the power behind the throne. Yeah. Well, not just that as well. I don't think if if the obviously the, the fallen's ultimate goal is to to regain their connection with 
what they call the great machine, uh, the traveler. And they see guardians as someone who, as, as a group that have seized control of, of the great machine. They, they don't necessarily see us as being chosen by the traveler. And I think it would be very difficult if you would, if you would have become the head, if you would have become the Kel of a fallen house and you said, look, guys, you need to stop attacking guardians because they, you know, like it's it's not their fault they were chosen and you weren't. <laughs> I don't I, think that's going to go over well. Yeah, you would. You wouldn't. I don't think you would make any friends doing that. And I know a lot of people. I've had so many conversations with uh, Captain Kex about is Aldrin uh, a bad guy or not. And I mean, I I wouldn't argue that he was a good guy necessarily. But I don't think he's a bad guy. I think his his loyalties are different to ours. His motivations are different, and you know I I think he would do anything to protect the reef and his people. And if that means, you know, I I don't I don't think he sees the big picture as much as as Mara Sov did. Um. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he is a bad guy. Yeah, he definitely seems like someone whose loyalty lies first with Mara and then with the Reef. And Mm -hmm. then after that, it's kind of like, are you useful to my goal? Yes. All right. I'll I'll work with you. Otherwise, get out of my way. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Um, Should I? (laughs) Yeah, maybe I can I can tee this off and then there's a an item <clears throat> with the lore entry, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, so, uh, you know, after doing the in-game content and then uh, as of a few days ago, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the new version of Trials has unlocked last uh, season in D1. It was uh, Trials of Osiris. Now it's Trials of the Nine. And basically the story is that the Nine have now taken interest in our solar system due to um, our involvement or our, our campaign against Gaul. Um, or maybe vice versa since he initiated it, but there's a particular <laughs> item, uh, a gun called the end, uh, which I th- believe is a scout rifle. And it uh, kind of points to the reason um, that the, <clears throat> the nine are interested. So the quote is uh, show them that safe Harbor is very far away. And that quote is from the emissary of the nine, which is the NPC um, who's representing the nine. Uh, we still don't really learn all that much, but there's a lot of cryptic information and actually, Bife did a really good video. Uh, so shout out to him um, with a lot of that, uh, the transcript effectively, or the video capture. And then he went through and discussed it in, in depth. So it's really good. Um, but then the, the rest of this uh, lore entry goes on to say, the red ships enter, the air is heavy. Now when you move, you can actually feel the weight of the world. This weight is a gift. You finally have our attention. And in some of the NPC dialogue um, with the emissary, the emissary talks about the fact that there's certain things that the nine look for. Um, and then they don't really tell you what the end goal is, why they're interested, but they are interested because um, of the things that we've been doing in, in terms of fighting uh, and we've been showing certain traits. So I won't get into too much of that, but I think it's really, really interesting and potentially kicks off future expansions, I'm guessing. So that text in the end um the red ships enter, the air is heavy. Now when you move, you can actually feel the weight of the world. Do you think that is describing us losing our light? Could be. <clears throat> be. 
this weight is a gift. Yeah, I think this weight is a gift and, and you finally have our attention. It's almost like, almost like an extension of, um, sword logic to me that you need to prove yourself by killing and the degree to which we're fighting the Red Legion, who is a massive, you know, force, um, has mm. now somehow keyed off their interest in us. Yeah, that's possible. I know, I don't know if I would necessarily make the jump to, to sword logic just because my 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 worry with doing that would be that that you might paint the sword logic is something that is so tied to the darkness mm-hmm. um i don't i don't know if uh, there's definitely i definitely agree with the the idea of proving yourself um but i guess it remains to be seen exactly what what that means yeah, that that was a bit of a <clears throat> extrapolation. Also, too, when we just do this in the Crucible as well as Guardians, right? We're yeah proving ourselves by killing. It's just it's kind of baked into the fact that we're playing a video game with guns where we kill stuff. Yeah, but equally, the the fact if you you know if you kill another Guardian, is it killing? Because the you know I think there's actually a line that might be in the 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 uh, the announcer mm-hmm. in. In Trials of the Nine, say something like, who dies more? Guardians are immortal, but who dies more than a guardian? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the same. Reminiscent of, of sword logic, right? Where Oryx and his sisters killed each other over and over and over again. That's what we do in Crucible. Yeah. I guess, but it's I, the, 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 the reason that I see it as different is that we don't have some throne world... And we you don't know, have we, tithing. We don't tithe. The, that's true. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all, you know, like the hive venerate death to such a degree. Whereas I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just in denial. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I really think, I really think it's two sides of the same coin, right? Mm-hmm. That this is the, the edge between the light and the darkness that mm-hmm. everything is so similar and it's what is, in the differences that is significant. Yeah. Because on the surface, it's the same. We kill each other and we are reborn or resurrected over and over and Mm -hmm. over. You know, we do it against enemies. We do it against each other. You know, that's how we practice. There's no better, you know, there's a Shaq's quote. There's no better practice than killing another guardian or something like that. You know, like over and over and over and over because we can't die. Mm-hmm. Um, unless yeah, we can't die, unless something happens that causes us to die, like Thorn, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like there are ways to kill a guardian. There are ways to kill hive gods. You know, you have to do it in a really specific way. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what makes it different. Like the differences are what's significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually think this is this kind of a really cool segue here because um a lot of the grimoire cards i've said it again a lot of the law <laughs> entries <laughs> from um uh, to do with the raid and some of the the entries from the, the the special edition book that came with with destiny 2 have hints towards sword logic but they they have a diff- it's it's a different perspective on sword logic um, but maybe, you know, it probably makes sense to 
I guess we will have an episode where we talk about um, Callus and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's save that for another time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I okay. I need to go back and read it all again, and you know, yeah, do the raid. All <laughs> yeah, detail. <clears throat> yeah, I will say one thing about um, from what I've seen of the raid so far and the the artwork. Um, there's a lot of um, visual references to like worms. Even the mm-hmm. <clears throat> even the area that you fight on, I won't give too much away until we fully talk about it in the next one, even though we did give a spoiler warning. Uh, but even the the actual ship itself that you go on, it looks like, to some degree, some giant worm kind of thing. Um, yeah. There's a lot of that kind of baked into the, the art within the game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice has gotten really hoarse all of a sudden. Hopefully that doesn't sound really <laughs> awful. <laughs> The same happened to me halfway through. I don't know. I don't know why. It seems to be fine now. Okay, should we talk about what we're going to do next? Sure. What are we going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I haven't actually written any any summary under under podcast. So that wasn't that wasn't very clever. No so, now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll just I'll just go for it. Um, so that was our introduction into season two of the Ishtar Collective podcast. Our plan is to record episodes fairly regularly. I know obviously the, uh, we all have real lives, so we just have to work the episode recordings around our jobs and families and various different things. Time Don't zone. go out to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have no, I have no around the world trips planned uh, for the near future. So, fortunately and unfortunately, when I think about it. <laughs> um, so, since we launched our Patreon campaign, one of the rewards was that if you pledged over, I think it was five dollars a month, you would. And be able to vote on the subject of our next podcast. So what we will be doing in the next week or so is putting together a list of different subjects that we think would be fun to summarize in an episode. And we will be asking our patrons to vote on which one they think would be, uh, which one they want to hear. So check your patron Patreon. Look out for it. Vote. Tell us what you want. And we'll also be posting in our Discord channel and giving updates there um, and on the forum. Again, you can find us at www.ishtar-collective.net, our forum, and on Twitter at ishtarcall, C-O-L-L. I've been Normal Norman. I've been Purple Chimera. And I've been Baxter. (laughs) So... (laughs) See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I feel I feel like that ending was less professional than usual. Yeah, well, it's been think, like you know, almost a year. <laughs> what was that? Sorry. I was just saying I I went ahead and did my name, my sign off, and I think that screwed everything up. Well, no, no, I think that was fine. But let's let's maybe um no, let's just leave it as it is. That's fine. I it's think been it, almost a year since we've done this, so yeah, mm. that's true.